0: Pure Dog Talk is the voice of purebred dogs. We talk to the legends of the sport and give you the tips and tools to create an awesome life with your purebred dog. From showing to preservation breeding, from competitive obedience to field work, from agility to therapy dogs, and all the fun in between, your passion is our purpose. All right, folks. 2020 has, to put it mildly, Presented some challenges for all of us. You know the good news? Our patrons' numbers are still growing. Almost daily. I truly, truly cannot thank all of you enough for your support. It's been overwhelming. And for those of you who've had to reassess your budgets, please know I totally get it. And I will always be grateful for your belief in this program and the power of great content. Like the NPR of dogdom, Pure Dog Talk is here for you every day to make sense out of everyday things, to add nuance to your understanding and tools to your tack box, to bring history to life and propel the living history of purebred dogs into the future. Our patrons make all of this possible. The funds are specifically designated only for overhead they literally keep the mp3s rolling meanwhile the patrons only after dark facebook live and zoom meetings each month truly have been a fabulous success conversation support laughter some education some mentorship lots of encouragement and even randomly the occasional adult beverage So click the link at www.puredogtalk.com and become a patron today. Your small contribution helps make a huge voice for purebred dogs. Welcome to Pure Dog Talk. I am your host, Laura Reeves, and we have a very fun, we're trying like a new thing this time. We have Kristen Sandsteed from Big Moose Dog Training Back. And we are going to show you and tell you, it's like show and tell, (laughs) how to train your dog to get one of the novice trick dog titles that AKC has now made it an option for you to submit your video to a qualified trick dog and or CGC evaluator. Is that correct, Kristen?
1: That is correct. And they allowed videos when we started doing not just social distancing but stay at home orders right. for COVID nineteen. So that's a new rule as of March. Like March. Right. March of this year. So that's right. relatively new. So yeah. Right. Pretty exciting.
0: It is exciting. And I saw that you had helped people do this with even like six month old baby puppies, which I think is cool. Yeah,
1: there is no age limit on the trick titles, so that is really awesome. There's an age limit on the AKC Star Puppy Certification, as far as you have to be under a year,
0: right. and
1: regulations on some of your other sports as to right. when they can compete. Right. Trick training is open for any age of dog, whether it's eight weeks or 80 years. I'm exaggerating. Right. I wish they lived 80 that long, years so.
0: and people years. Right. Um, yes. Okay. So the other thing that I think is really cool, if your dog has qualified for a canine good citizen test, CGC, you only need to pass five trick tests, right? Show five tricks in order to get your novice trick title. Am I right about that? You are
1: absolutely correct. There's actually four levels of trick titles. We're primarily going to be talking about novice here today. If you do not have your CGC on file with AKC, because you could take the test and forget to send in your paperwork, that doesn't count. If you have a CGC on file, you only need five tricks. If you don't, that's perfectly okay. You need 10 tricks. Some of my musketeers get a little OMG when I tell them 10 tricks and I say, relax, take a breath. You're going to learn 13 to 18 in my class and you are walking into trick training class knowing probably six to eight just from what we learned in basic obedience. So right. novice, you need 10 tricks for your intermediate and your advanced and the fourth level, performer for dog, you have to submit a like music video. It's like right. a, it's like Dog Star. Yes. I it think is. it has to go directly to AKC. Yes. I don't think I'm authorized to
0: no. yay or nay. No. My understanding of that program for the performer dog title that you make like a full-on production video. For your dog performing a series of tricks that like tells a story, basically, that video is submitted directly to the American Kennel Club. And talking to a friend of mine that's a CGC evaluator, she said that when this first was offered by the American Kennel Club, this particular submit your video to a CGC evaluator for a novice trick title, they had like 300 applications the first day or something. So very popular with people.
1: It has blown up and the wait time for getting your certificate from when they first rolled out trick titles. I mean, in the beginning, we got them pretty quickly and then it just blew up and they were having a hard time keeping up, which is a good problem. Yeah. High class
0: problem. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So tell us what tricks are we going to learn how to teach our dog today? My goal is to see how many tricks we can teach in 30 minutes.
1: Ready, set, go.
0: (laughs) Ready, set, go. And and Kristen is now on Speedy Gonzalez talking time. (laughs) Right.
1: I'll try to talk at a rate that everyone can hear me. Today, I'm just using dog food. Anytime I can get away with using dog food instead of treats, I do. It's officially swimsuit season here in Nebraska, so if we can use our dog's kibble instead of ho-hos and cupcakes, <laughs> we'll, we'll all be in better shape when we're lakeside. <laughs> so, excellent, excellent plan. So I'm just using dog food here today. I teach the vast majority of my tricks using luring. So luring is imagine two magnets And if you hold them really close together, what do they want to do? Jump out and touch, right? Right. So I think of my dog kibble or my dog treat as a dog magnet. Where the nose goes, the tail will follow. So see the cookie, follow the cookie, be the cookie. You can also use shaping. Shaping requires a lot more patience on the human end. That is not a trait I have been blessed with a lot of, and I have a hard time sitting and waiting for things to happen organically. I want to get in there and make it happen. So the vast majority of my trick training is using luring, which is fabulous because teaching sit and down with a hand signal becomes very easy when you're using the lure to get your dog into position because from your dog's perspective, they see that hand signal. And right. dogs speak 90% of the time through body language. So right. it's way easier for them to read our body language than to listen to all this stuff that <laughs> comes out of our mouths. So I actually pulled out Era's trick dog title. She only needed five tricks to get her novice because she already had her canine good citizen by the time this program rolled out. So I figured we would start with those five Perfect. and then hit as many off this list as we possibly can so sit or down on hand signal no words is a trick now for your novice trick dog testing you are allowed to use a lure treat in hand and obviously allowed to use treats okay in hand you're going for your upper levels you are not allowed to have treats in hand there are a couple exceptions that they do a lot. Okay. So those are the general broad stroke rules. And this is how we can even teach this with little baby puppies that are little Agatha's age. So to get your dog into a sit position, I'm going to draw a line from her nose to the top of her head. And as I raise that cookie up, what's going to happen? You know, they start looking cookie, 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 cookie. And then it's physics, head up, butt down. So as soon as my dog's tail hits the floor, I'm going to use my marker word, which is just the word yes. If you like a clicker, you can absolutely use that too. And then my dog gets the cookie. So to get her in a down position from a sit, I'm going to draw a line from her nose to where her toes will be when she's laying down. As soon as her elbows hit the ground, I'm going to use my marker word, and she gets the treat. And get a little traction here. It very quickly and easily translates no cookie in the hand. into just a hand signal. So sitting down with just a hand signal. They also count puppy push-ups as a trick as well, which is just going from sit to down and back up into your sit position. Easy peasy. Sit, down, sit, down, <laughs> Nice. On your pillow. Now, if you are choosing to do a video submission, well, even if you're not, all of your AKC tricks must be performed twice. Once to show they know it and the second time to show they really know it. It wasn't a fluke. They really do know it. So if you are going to submit a video, you need to demonstrate two times over that your dog knows that skill. So. Whether you do three tricks in a row and then start at the top and do three tricks in a row, or whether you do a trick and pause and do a trick. However, it. sparkles and pleases. But each one needs to be performed twice. And in the case of puppy push ups, you need to do a pause, sit down, sit, pause, sit down, sit. So it's just not a continuous up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. Got it. When you're videoing, those tricks. I also like to be able to see not just the dog in screen, but the human as well, especially when it comes into some of sits and downs with just a hand signal. I want to be able to see what hand signal you're using and that your dog is cueing off
0: of that. Perfect. That makes sense. And that's important, I think, for the listeners when they're planning this, What they need to show the evaluators.
1: Right. Yep, absolutely. And as we get into intermediate, some of these tricks get to be repeated in intermediate because they make it harder for the next level. So, for example, just a hand signal for novice, you may do either a sit or a down. For the intermediate level, you need to do. Three and they give you four options. So sit, down, stand, and come are your options. And they need to perform three in a row. Got it. We'll get into some of the kennel up and on your box tricks. Those can be repeated in the intermediate level, but you have to send your dog from the distance of 10 feet. So in your video, I need to be able to see where you're starting and be able to kind of gauge, does that look like 10 feet based on how far your dog's moving? Got it. As opposed to all I see is right in front of the crate and that dog could have just come from the other side of the camera at two feet. Got it. So that's helpful for me to be able to say, yes, that appears to be 10 feet because that Roddy had to take seven steps to get there.
0: Right. So that and that's a big consideration with this particular program that you don't have when you're doing these evaluations in person.
1: Right. Absolutely. I can't measure that out and double check that work. But yes, that is officially 10 feet by my official ruler. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on, we're going to do, actually, it's going to be a three for, a three for one. because. AKC says that shake and high five count as two separate tricks, which I think is funny because jumping through a hula hoop and jumping over a bar jump count as the same trick. And my dog does not think the hula hoop is a safe item to be jumping through. So (laughs) they didn't ask me it is what it is. So shake, high five, and a nose target are all on your novice list. And I teach them all in the exact same way. So whether you want your dog to touch your hand with your nose or touch their paw to your hand, I start it all the same way because obviously, I don't care if Ms. Diva puts her foot on my hand. If you stalk me on social media, you see I live with a 164 pound mastiff. And I don't want homeboy putting his feet any place but on the floor. So whatever body part you use, I teach it all the same. So I'm going to take a treat in my hands, and I'm going to show my dog that it's there, and then I'm going to close it up. And what do our dogs do? They immediately reach in to sniff it. So as soon as that nose touches, I use my marker word, and I open that back up. Now, if you're waiting... For a paw, you just keep it closed until they put their foot back up. So I'm going to call my dog over. I'm going to close it up. I'm going to take whatever she offers me, and then I'm going to ask her to do something different for the second repetition. Yes. So she hit it with her nose, so I used my marker word, and yes, open it back up. Now, I call it kiss. If I wanted to touch it with something, anything, with her nose, I call it kiss. So, are you ready? Kiss. Kiss. Because if you do it to their face, it looks like they're kissing, right? If I point to my cheek and I say, kiss, kiss, it looks like she's giving me a kiss. I've heard what some people call it boop. Boop. And the dog bonks their hand. I think that's equally adorable. Whatever you want to call it. So now I'm going to wait until she puts her foot on my hand. And as soon as she touches... With her foot, I'm going to use my marker word and open up. From there, you just present your hand and use your marker word when they do it. I think high five is cuter than shake, so I hold it up high so that her foot goes high. So that's three for the price of one. Shake, high five, and the nose target all started in the same fashion. So whether you want shake to be left hand and... High five to be right or shake is low and high five is up here. However, you want that to look for your dog.
0: Perfect. Hang tight, guys. Got a little bit of information for you. We'll be right back to the podcast in a minute. All right, crew. Embark is really, really committed to providing a resource for responsible breeders and purebred dog enthusiasts. And we know these are tough times. And to help serve breeders right now, when we need it, starting in April, Embark is going to reduce its prices significantly through a series of sales and programs to help make the DNA testing even more accessible for everybody. So stop by, visit EmbarkVet.com backslash breeders, or hop onto their Embark for Breeders Facebook page and take a look at what they have on offer. As always, Embark's leading DNA test kits provide a comprehensive assessment of your dog's genetic health, genetic diversity, and physical traits. And I can tell you, I just got back the two Embark tests that I had done on my own dogs, and it was so cool! And I spent like half the day clicking through all the fun stuff. So stop by the Pure Dog Talk website and click the Embark logo on the homepage and take a look at what they have on offer.
1: Spin in a circle. So, getting your dog to spin, I'm going to take my little cookie magnet, and I'm going to draw a line, if my dog is facing me, from their nose as if I'm going to draw a giant circle around them. Now, I use my marker word when my dog gets up to, if this is a clock, high noon, I use my marker word at high noon and then I cheat the system and I finish that rotation and they don't get to eat the cookie until they get 360. But I use my marker word at 180 because I don't want my dog to quit. And at the top of the circle, gravity takes over and they very seldom reverse direction once I get them to the top
0: and timing is so important in this i think any of these kind of luring and marking what they're doing i think timing is so critical that's where i suck i can't manage to get my left foot and my right hand and, you know.
1: to be fair timing is very important whether you're using reinforcement or punishment but if you don't feel like your timing is awesome A way that you can practice on your own is get a tennis ball or a golf ball or a basketball and by yourself hold that ball, let go, and your mission by yourself is to use your marker word when that basketball hits the ground. I like that. And that gives you the opportunity to practice your timing when you can kind of guess the moment that it's going to happen. So if you feel like that's not your forte and your natural talent, That's a good way to practice to get better.
0: I like it. Nice. That's my marker word. So we're going to do,
1: you can use whatever one you want. I've heard people use good, and I've heard people use smart. That one's pretty cute. Yes is the one that I was introduced to, so that's what comes out of my mouth. Now, with your marker word, every time your dog hears that, they get a cookie. That's how that marker word works. So I could never use good, because I use good all the time. Oh, that cheesecake is good. Oh, you're such a good girl. And I'm not going to pay out every time I use it. That doesn't fit into how my vocabulary works. So I have to use something different. But I thought smart was a really cute one, and I really liked watching them use that. So for spin, get this rug. I should have brought my yoga mat out. I'm going to draw a circle all the way around. And when her nose got to high noon, if I'm 6 p.m., that's high noon, I used my marker word, and then I cheated the system to get her back the other way. So I used my marker word at high noon, and then she didn't get to eat it until it came all the way back to me. And then that very easily, again, translates into a hand signal. Because what does your dog see? That flip rotation so let's get into props because props are so fun so two feet on a box is a trick i've just got a little kitchen step stool and so i'm gonna draw a line here from her nose up over the center i don't tend to put the trait down on i keep it at nose level and draw it across and so you can use a step stool, you can use your phone book, you can use a Rubbermaid, whatever you got, girl, use it. From there, we start with two. I'm going to show you four. You can also do four feet. That's a separate trick. Pause up is one trick, all four feet is another. So I'm going to draw it up and then I'm going to keep drawing until I get all four feet on the box. Now, if your dog is too big for your 12 by 12, Step stool. You can use your laundry basket upside down, assuming your dog doesn't weigh as much as you do. Or you can use your ottoman, your lawn furniture, ottoman, something that's meant for humans to sit on, so it has a heavier weight gauge. Four feet on an object. I don't care what the object is, as long as it's off the ground and four feet get on it. Grooming table. Yes. Some people are like, Maybe I shouldn't teach my dog to get up on the picnic table.
0: (laughs) I was going with grooming table that I do want them to get on. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. One of the ones that my musketeers don't
1: get to do in class, because it's one more thing for me to carry, but you can easily do at home, is in a box. Laundry basket, easy peasy, same principle. I'm going to draw this across. I used my marker word for front feet. I'm going to keep moving this treat. Now I got in a box. Ta-da! Now I had two cookies in my hand. So when I used my marker word the first time she got a cookie, and then I had more to pull her in. Right. So have a huge dog, I do the tub. If you have a giant dog, I would totally take a video of your dog getting into the bathtub in a box. If you have a teeny tiny dog, I would totally take the lid off your shoebox. It doesn't have to be a tall box. It just has to be a lid. Kennel up. Have strong feelings about dog crates. Everyone should have a dog that's comfortable in their crate. Whether they choose to use it every day is a personal choice. This is my very old pop-up crate. I like it because it folds flat. And so just getting your dog to kennel up. So the novice, it's just right here, and your dog waits for permission to get out. For intermediate, you got to send them from 10 feet. And again, waits for permission to come back out. So walk a plank. This is a step aerobics board. If you don't have a step aerobics board, you could make a line of phone books or Encyclopedia Britannica. You could, I don't care, make something up, walk along the edge of your picnic table, just walking along an object that is off the ground. It doesn't have to be high. So again, I'm going to use my cookie magnet. Now, what works best is, if this is my tiny Mr. Rogers neighborhood street, my cookie is going to be the yellow dotted line, straight right. down the middle so that my dog goes on straight. And all four feet hit. I kind of crammed myself in here with not much on off room. Here we go. See, space makes a difference. I didn't walk it. I have not given my dog good space to get on and off. She has way more entrance this way. And then now you can see it straight down the plank. A lot of these tricks, you also see in agility. So if your goal is to have an agility dog, we're practicing these skills early. And a lot of these tricks are obedience related. So if you're planning on doing any kind of obedience or rally, you're going to see these tunnel time. This is an outward hound zip and zoom indoor agility kit, Amazon special. It comes with little pencil weave poles. If you've got a teeny tiny dog, Go to a garage sale and buy a little kid's play tunnel. If you right. buy a Corky or a Pomeranian, something love them. If you need more space, there's ones out there. If you don't want to invest any money, take a couple chairs and hang a sheet. I would totally count that. One of the videos I evaluated, they had those floaty blankets you see at the lake. It's like a blanket that they lay out. Right. It was rolled up and the dog ran through that totally counts. Now this is on my linoleum floor and this sucker moves. So I'm kind of bracing it so my dog doesn't wipe out on this little slippery material. And when I do this in class, I have to have it braced because it'll turn and fall. Teaching our dogs to use their nose. Fun trick. Find the cookie. Empty to go glass. Dog cookie. Getting them to knock that cup over. To get the cookie that's underneath. Now, for intermediate, they have to have three cups, and it's like the seashell game. There's only a treat under one. You can also use a cupcake tin and tennis ball. Whether you want to use to-go cups or a cupcake tin with tennis balls, either one would work. But using your nose to find where the treat is hidden.
0: Right. Absolutely. Find it. Find it's always a good trick. Yes,
1: absolutely. Absolutely.
0: You also get two handlers' choices
1: every session. So whatever you want to call a trick, you can call because you have two handlers' choices. So example of my wild card ones that I often see, I love home base. If I'm standing in a dog show and I'm on deck because I'm next in the ring, if my dog is standing in between my legs, Not only do I take up less space in the aisle, but I am very aware of what my dog is doing and what others are doing to my dog, even though my attention is on the ring. right. So I call it home base. You can call it Mayday. You can call it peekaboo, whatever you want to call it. But I use this one a lot, and I was excited to have a venue where I could teach it to everybody in the class every time. It's really attractive to train head no? because you stick your butt to your dog and then you bring your treat through and it's like threading the needles. As I bring her through, when her face breaks the plane of my legs, I use my marker word and she gets the treat. So you stick your butt to your dog, you bring the cookie out here where you can find him and then they come forward. Mayday, home base, peekaboo, whatever you want it to be, and here she is. I don't care if my dog is sitting, standing, or downing most of the time. If we're in close quarters, I'll ask for a sit, and then I'll stand right here. And look how little space we take up by doing that. So I really like home base as a dealer's choice. The other one that I really like is a get-around, which just means – get out and around that object and back to me. So again, I got a cup on the floor and I'm going to take my cookie and I'm going to lure out around the cone and back to me. So you can use a chair, you can use a cup, whatever. Again, just like spin, I use my marker word at high noon, but they don't get it until they finish the rotation. Now, for me, I always do this clockwise because in obedience, your dog has to return to heel position from the left and from the right. So I teach, and I call it get around, always clockwise because now I want her in heel position and I become the comb. She just got around me. Right. So that's one that I like as a dealer's choice. What else is on our list? What I miss? Balance beam. Bark on cue. I'm a dog trainer who hates barking dogs, so I don't really teach that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Isn't the goal that you're supposed to be able to teach them speak and then don't speak? I mean, like, (laughs) dig, don't dig. Yes, and there are some people who think that
1: works really well. I have never had that effectively work brilliantly at my house because there's more motivation. Like, there are reasons why they're barking is different than there's so many reasons. So that's the only one that I teach. Fetch, I like to do it with two identical toys to start. So I throw one. My dog goes racing down there to get it. I'm in a hallway, so there's no place to come but back to me. Right. As my dog comes back, I make a huge deal this way. I got this one, world's best tennis ball. La, 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 la. And my dog's like, I want what you have. As soon as they spit theirs out, I throw this one and we trade. Then, when my dog's in the habit of bringing it back and spitting it out, then I only throw the one that has dog spit on it. So, that's how I teach fetch. I don't do it in the group class because the balls go everywhere and mayhem and soons, but that would be an awesome one to do via video. Find a treat of a cup. Go get your leash or your brush or your baby doll or your blankie or your insert, whatever you want the item to be. Crawl. I call it GI Jane. So I'm going to start my dog in a down, and I – Feel very, 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 very strongly about once I tell my dog sit or down, I do not want them to move until I tell them otherwise. So, for the vast majority of the tricks that I teach, I lure it first and then I label it. Meaning, I get the behavior happening on a visual cue and then I add the verbal cue Got secondary. It. Except when I am using a sit or a down or a stand to get my dog someplace else. So instead of using their release word, I'm just going to immediately cue the next behavior and then lure it. Got it. So for your down, I have my dog in a down and then I'm just going to take this cookie at nose level straight out. Now, Some dogs will inch forward with their front legs and scoop their boots up. Mm -hmm. Other dogs push off with their back legs and then shuffle their fronts. So I never know which end the movement is going to generate from. So I typically just watch the middle of my dog's back, like where the shark fin would be on that dorsal. That's where I'm watching for any kind of movement right so I'm going to cue it first and as soon as we got forward motion I used my marker word and she got a treat and so she's GI jaining across the floor nice and low
0: but you can call that and isn't on your pillow a trick I mean I'm pretty sure that qualifies somewhere as a trick
1: it does, but it's not on the intermediate
0: list. And so I generally recommend my
1: musketeers hold it on the intermediate instead of novice. Got it. So there's some that I start teaching and then I recommend that they don't use it until the second level. Got it. And that way they get a little bit more practice. But yes, I love On Your Pillow. I use it all the all time. The time. <laughs> it solves all the world's problems.
0: Mine's get on the couch, so, you know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Don't get on your couch and lie down. That's right. That's right. All right. We made it through this entire list.
0: Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Awesome. And it wasn't even at, like, Speedy Gonzalez speed.
1: (laughs) I know. Well, it helps when you can get two or three out of the same start value. Yes, that does. That's beneficial as well. Excellent. So, All right. yeah, the trick program has been a lot of fun. It's been a huge hit. People love it. The tricks get more fun and cutesy as you get up in levels. For example, Intermediate has balance a treat on your nose, carry a basket, catch something in the air. That actually has your healing with the auto sit included. Ring a bell, whether it's a doorbell or a whatever, push a button that makes a noise. So I bought a little five below roll out battery operated piano and my dogs play piano. It's basically pause up, except I'm asking them to put their feet on a music toy. Open and close drawers, wave goodbye, do a touch lamp, teeter totter, wobble board, And then for advanced, there's all kinds of pivot, play dead, bow, take a bow, cover yourself up with a blanket, put your head down, which I've really gotten into using a chin rest for a lot of behaviors, including at the vet.
0: Well, I will tell you one of my favorite things, I never train it as a trick per se, but for my bitches that are going to have puppies, for Uh my dogs that are a little excitable. There's down, which is one command, and then there's way down. And all the way down is all the way over on your side. And that, when you have a bitch that needs to nurse puppies, when you have a pug dog that gets really excited and hot or a clumber or whatever, that's a control command that I have found super, super useful. And my dogs know, way down, flat. Uh, Nice. Yeah, it is. So on their
1: side, not just take a hit on their side. on
0: their side. All the way down is a fabulous command that means beat your head down, get everything down flat. And, yeah, i um, played with that a little bit with the mastiff
1: because then he's out where I can access yep. his undercarriage and do toenails without yes. him having to balance. Yep. So that yep. was when I started doing with him, and he's right here, and he's like, "Why am I not getting a turn?" Well, I thought
0: I heard something that wasn't arrow, so. <laughs>
1: Yeah, his crate is just right here, and he was chewing on a deer antler. I'm like, that's really loud.
0: And now he's like, um, "Give to me."
1: Is this be my turn? All no,
0: right, it's still not. I will let you go take care of the mastiff. I appreciate all of your time and joining us to teach us some good tricks. Yes, it was so fun. Thank
1: you for asking me.
0: As always, if you have any questions or input, we'd love to hear from you. The show notes and links to resources on today's topic are available at puredogtalk.com. Drop us a note in the comments or email to laura at puredogtalk.com. Remember, guys, this podcast is for you. So if you want to know something, give me a holler. We'll do a podcast for you. If you wouldn't mind, you could help me out here. Take a couple minutes to visit iTunes and give us a review.